0: Okay, so our next um, diagnosis in this uh, grouping is um, specific learning disorder. Um, this is essentially uh, a difficulty of of a of learning of a specific kind of um, skill uh, or information. Um, uh, this is one that um, that a lot of people will refer to as learning disability, um, but uh, remember um, that disability has very specific kinds of um, meaning in a specific or a specific kind of implication as far as uh uh law and disability benefits and stuff like that so um so um so it'd be probably more correct and more clear to refer to this uh, by the dsm name of um specific learning disorder a lot of times i find that um uh, people in education will now kind of drop the specific part of it and just refer to it as learning disorder or LD. Uh, LD uh, often being the um, the initials for this. Um, in um, in the DSM five, the uh, diagnosis is one diagnosis of a specific learning disorder. Um, they've um, they've looked at uh, in the past breaking it down to different kinds of specific. Uh, I'm sorry, n- naming it according to the kind of specific um, skill that the person is having difficulty with. Uh, so um, so in previous editions, the, there was a reading disorder, there was a mathematics disorder, uh, that kind of stuff, right? Um, by the way, they considered changing those names to uh, dyslexia for reading disorder. Now, most people are familiar with the term dyslexia. Um, but, um, but in order to, uh, you know, maintain kind of parallel form, <laughs> they uh, also then, would call mathematics disorder dyscalculia, uh, which is not a term that most people are familiar with, and it's kind of hard to wrap your mouth around the term dyscalculia, uh, and um, and that may be one of the reasons that they didn't use it as part of the diagnosis, um, <clears throat> uh, and um, and actually dyslexia and dyscalculia have a little bit more specific meanings uh, to them. But um, but anyway, um, the uh, diagnosis now is a specific learning disorder. Now, what this means is that for a particular individual, let's say it's a child, uh, for a particular child, um, they're having Um, significant difficulty in learning one particular area. Uh, And and that's often going to be compared to their ability to learn in other areas, or compared to their expected level of performance, or compared to their peers. So in in forming a diagnosis of learning disorder, we're often going to need to know two important things about this patient, about this child. One is we're gonna need to know their ability level. Um, And we usually can measure that with IQ. Uh, IQ tells us about what a person is um, uh, capable of, in a sense, right? Then we're also gonna wanna know about their um, achievement. Uh, Tests of um, uh, achievement look at essentially how much you've been able to learn up to this certain point. Um, most of the tests that you would take in school are achievement tests, right? Um, uh, that look at how much knowledge you've uh, accomplished or achieved up to this point. Whereas IQ tests are looking at uh, capability, what you're able to do. And so if we've got those two different kinds of measures on a child, and we find that um, that there's a significant discrepancy between them, that is, you know, from from ability, it looks like this child ought to be able to learn at a third grade level, and they're a third grader, um, but they're having difficulty reading at a third grade level, and they're reading at a first grade level. um, Then we might say that, okay, um, then this child has a specific learning disorder, in that case of reading, right? Um, uh, Now... Uh, the most common kind of learning disorder is a disorder of reading, but it's also possible for people to have a learning disorder, a specific learning disorder specific to mathematics and calculations. Um, uh, there have also been some indications that people can have a specific learning disorder of written expression, of you know, writing uh, your writing on your own. Um, there was some research to indicate that that doesn't happen unless you also have a problem of reading. So it's kind of been folded into the um, uh, reading or dyslexia uh, that usually um, if people have difficulty with writing then they also have difficulty with reading whereas if they have difficulty with reading they don't necessarily have difficulty with writing anyway so um uh, written expression almost always going to go with uh, uh difficulty of reading now um so notice that um that in order to talk about a specific learning disorder it really wouldn't make sense to say that a child has a learning disorder in all areas right because that's what this diagnosis is it's essentially saying that there's an exception to their abilities um their i'm sorry their overall achievement they're able to achieve in other areas they're just having difficulty with achieving in this area if they had more generalized learning stuff then we would look at some other kind of diagnosis right so um so if people say stuff like yeah they got a learning disability in this and that and the other thing and the other thing and the other thing well that's kind of suspicious to me and that doesn't sound right, properly like proper use of this diagnosis. This is exes- essentially a specific learning disorder. Um, <clears throat> let's see, um, uh, there's been some genetic uh, research on this that would seem to indicate fairly high uh, concordance, particularly for reading disorder. Most of, the <clears throat> most of the research on learning disorder, at least that I'm aware of, is, um, uh, is done with people with reading disorder, which is the more common. Um, and it tends to run fairly strongly in families, <clears throat> um, and it's been reported as high as 100% concordance. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 100% concordance for monozygotic twins. Um, uh, now, uh, that's not always the case. That's been reported in the literature in some studies, you know. But it does indicate that it's a pretty high level of uh, heritability. Notice that 100% concordance for monozygotic twins would mean that in the study. That they looked at, for every identical twin, they were identical with their. They were the same with their identical twin on whether or not they had a reading disorder or not. Right, so they agreed with one another. That's what concordance means. Um, so that does imply um, uh, some level of uh, genetic um, inheritance here. Uh, Treatment for specific um, learning disorder, you know, more specifically, treatment for reading disorder, is often going to be in um, uh, particular ways of teaching reading. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but um, but there are trends in education about the proper way to teach reading and the proper way to teach math, and people come up with different kinds of curricula for you know, teaching um, the widest number of, uh, uh, of pupils, right? Um, well, it seems that no matter what kind of way you develop to teach, what kind of curriculum, um, it's gonna work for some students and it's not gonna work for others. Uh, and, um, and so my sense is that a lot of times Uh, what, um, you know, what happens is that, um, for a person with reading disorder, they just happen to grow up in a time when the particular kind of reading, uh, method that would work better for them wasn't the one that was being taught. Um, but if we can identify that, then we can, we still have that way of teaching and we can teach the child that way. Um, you see, um, most people, uh, Uh, learn to read by some sort of variation of a phonics method. Um, I don't know if you did Hooked on Phonics or something related to that, but in phonics approach, essentially what they do is break down uh, words into their component parts, and you study the component parts and try to put them together, right? And that's not easy, and a lot of people don't like it, but it works, and they learn it. But what happens is that a lot of people don't keep reading by using a phonics method. They essentially teach themselves another way to read. Um, That essentially most of us teach ourselves a whole word reading method um, so that we're essentially uh, reading entire whole words. And even our gaze is jumping from word to word. And then if we run into a word that we're unfamiliar with, then we might fall back on our phonics skills and say, okay, break this down into what it might mean and what it might be related to and that kind of stuff right um but that we're essentially not using phonics all the time it's just kind of our fallback so at times in education they've tried to say well let's just skip the phonics thing and teach people whole word learning and that doesn't work for a whole lot of people and you know that kind of stuff so so there's different ways of learning how to read um, uh, and usually, a person can um, uh, can learn to read if they learn one of the different learn by a different method. Um, there are some other kinds of uh, re- remediation skills for particularly for people with difficulty with um, uh, with uh, dyslexia or something. Uh, in a lot of folks with dyslexia, uh, they seem to have difficulty not so much with the visual scanning, but the sequencing of things, keeping things in order. Uh, and you might see that sometimes, you know, in, um, uh, you know, when they spell a word, they're liable to transpose letters or even strings of numbers. They can transpose them and get them out of order. And that seems to happen also as they're trying to process and read, um, the, um, uh, uh, words right that it can be transposed and that can be part of the difficulty and so ways of um you know isolating lines uh, of term uh, lines of text at a time and things like that can be of help uh so um so there's pretty good treatment for um uh, for these kind of things um, uh, and um uh, often just involves learning to read by a different method uh, is basically what it comes down to